Back in the day when my girls were born, it was not easy to share photos and videos with loved ones, but you have a fantastic option available, the Family Album app. The Family Album app was created in 2015 and has operated in the long term to give parents a secure and easy way to share photos and videos with loved ones. It's a totally secure personal haven for your family's memories. I love that there's no third-party ads, no unwanted eyes. Now, let me share some of the great features that make the Family Album app a go-to app. First off, the app automatically sorts photos and videos by month, allowing you to swipe back in time and see how your child has grown. No more scrolling through endless feeds or searching through folders. Another cool feature about the Family Album app is you can order eight free photo prints every month to be delivered to your home. It's really nice to have some tangible pictures to hold onto or share to document each month of your baby's life. Plus, the Family Album app has unlimited storage and it is totally free. Yes, you heard that right. No more worrying about running out of space or being bombarded by ads when you're just trying to relive those heartwarming moments. So if you are still trying to use other messaging apps for your kids' photos, it is time to level up your family photo game with a free photo sharing app. Head over to the App Store today, search Family Album, it's all one word, download the app and start creating a legacy of love one photo at a time. Don't let diaper rash come between you and your baby. Diaper rash can be one of the worst experiences your little one has to go through and keeping their delicate skin happy and healthy shouldn't require a spatula to apply thick, goopy treatments that can be just as irritating and uncomfortable as the diaper rash. Instead, try Dr. Mom Butt Balm. Dr. Mom Butt Balm is a pediatrician approved skin protectant free of dyes, preservatives, and zinc oxide. It was developed by a mom who is also a doctor when she couldn't find any traditional products that worked for her baby's persistent diaper rash. Use just a small amount of Dr. Mom Butt Balm to help soothe your baby's skin and feel good about making the right choice. Nothing comes between you and your baby, not even diaper rash. Check out Dr. Mom Butt Balm, available on Amazon or walmart.com. You are going to love this birth story episode with Amber. Welcome to the All About Pregnancy and Birth podcast. I'm Dr. Nicole Calloway-Rankins, a board-certified OBGYN who's been in practice for nearly 15 years. I've had the privilege of helping over 1,000 babies into this world, and I'm here to help you be calm, confident, and empowered to have a beautiful pregnancy and birth. Quick note, this podcast is for educational purposes only and is not a substitute for medical advice. Check out the full disclaimer at drnicolerankins.com forward slash disclaimer. Now let's get to it. Hello there. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. This is episode number 220. Whether you are a new listener or a returning listener, I'm so grateful that you're spending some of your time with me today. 
In today's episode, we have Amber. Amber is a registered dietitian with a master's in nutrition and human performance. She is a personal trainer who's also pre and postnatal certified. She's an entrepreneur, and now she is a first time mom. Amber had the picture perfect pregnancy but it ended with a sudden and unexpected induction after a routine prenatal appointment. Now, even though Amber is a trainer and a dietitian, and she had prepared thoroughly for an unmedicated birth and prepped for what she thought was going to be an unconventional birth in a conventional setting, really everything about her labor was not what she wanted. Her daughter couldn't tolerate the contractions. Her heart rate kept dropping. Her doula left right before her daughter was born in order to go walk her dog. But despite that, she still fought to have a vaginal birth after almost ending up with a cesarean. And you're gonna hear all about that story today. She really wanted you to know or wanted to share that it's okay if your birth doesn't go exactly the way you anticipated. It's still really, really important to prepare for things so you know what are the possible things to expect. And you're also able to advocate for yourself and be firm in what you want, especially if it's your gut feeling. And let me tell you what, that is exactly what Amber did in her story. And I can't wait to share it with you today. Now, one of the things that Amber talks about is how she took my birth plan class, make a birth plan the right way. And I am excited to share that that live class is happening again on Tuesday, August 29th at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Teaching this live class is one of my favorite things to do. I love interacting with folks in this live class and delivering all this great information. It really, truly, truly, truly is helpful. I would love to see you in the class. Go ahead and grab your spot now because spots fill up and there's a limited number in the virtual space. So head to drnicolerankins.com forward slash birth plan. I'm not gonna teach the class again, maybe one more time towards the end of the year. So it's gonna be a while. So go ahead and, and grab it now if you're due. Um, in 2023. And that's drnicolerankins.com forward slash birth plan. Can't wait to see you in the class. All right, let's get into the conversation with Amber. All right. Thank you so much, Amber, for agreeing to come on to the podcast. I am so excited to have you come and share your story today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm honored to be here. Um, as I had told you earlier, I'm actually a huge fan of you. Um, when I was prepping for my pregnancy, I used all the tools that you give out online and it was very helpful. Oh, thank you. Thank you. That always, always warms my heart when I hear it. And y'all, I didn't pay her to say that, I promise. (laughs) (laughs) All righty. So why don't we start off by having you tell us a bit about what your pregnancy and prenatal care was like, because we have to understand that to understand what happens with the birth. So what was your pregnancy and prenatal care like? Um, Actually, let me back that up. First, how about you tell us a bit about yourself and your family? Y'all, I'm looking at my questions. Clearly, I haven't had enough to eat. TMI, I am like, I have a colonoscopy scheduled tomorrow, so I'm only on clear liquids today. So clearly, I'm like needing some more energy. (laughs) So let's back up and have you tell us about yourself and your family. Um, Yeah, so my name is Amber. I am 32 years old. I am a registered dietitian, certified personal trainer, um, I've been in the health and wellness space for about 
12 years now. Um, yeah. And I married, I have a wonderful husband who's super supportive. He works in construction for utilities. So he's got a very demanding, um, late labor job. Mm-hmm. And I have our two dogs. So we have a chihuahua mix and a full bred chihuahua. They're two totally opposite personalities, <laughs> but they were my first babies before right. we had our little girl. Yeah. Um, so we have our, our daughter who's actually turning one this Saturday. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. One. Doesn't time fly. I blinked and we're, we're mm. a year forward already. It, yeah. You don't understand when they tell you savor it because time goes by so fast. You don't know it until you're in it and mm-hmm. you're just like, wow. Yes, 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 yes. Is she walking yet? Yep. She okay. just, she just found her, her land legs okay. and uh, started walking um, probably like two weeks ago and okay. she's taken off. <laughs> she's just going. Yes. Yeah. And it opens up a whole new world because then you have to watch everything and move everything. All of uh, it's a good good thing to have, but definitely a new challenge. Oh yeah. We went to Whole Foods yesterday and she was just zipping through it. Like she was just having <laughs> the time of her life. Yeah, yeah. I love it. I love it. So then now why don't we talk a bit about what your pregnancy and your prenatal care was like? Yeah. So my pregnancy was actually fairly easy. My prenatal care was pretty good. Um, I know the first trimester thinking back, I remember I was good, uh, probably like around, well, backtracking a little bit. Like I Uh knew I was pregnant before I got the confirmation, like something, something was like different. Like I had my coffee every morning and one morning Uh I woke Uh up and it nauseated me. And I was like, Mm. I'm either coming down with something or I'm pregnant. What is gotcha. going on? <laughs> were you trying to get pregnant or? No, it was in the future. We we okay. were in the middle of discussing it. We actually had uh-huh. a conversation the day before about kids. <laughs> and, you know, it was like, all right, in the new year, let's start trying. Um, right. So I had, I was, I had just finished up my internship for, no, I just finished up my internship and passed my RD exam. Okay. So I just finished eight years of school and right. I was like, Ah, oh, I could breathe right now and I have right. a little bit of a break. Right. But then immediately I was like, nope, you're pregnant. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, so I remember um, making an appointment with my gyno and she was like, Amber, it's probably very unlikely that you are, you know, knowing this soon because it would be like, I would be like two or three weeks pregnant at that point. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh, right. I'm like, I mean, I could wait, but like, I don't know. I think I am. So mm-hmm. I ended up taking a pregnancy test like two days after my visit with her. Cause I, I went for my regular checkup. Um, right. cause two days later I felt nauseous and I was like, uh-huh. mm, this is either COVID or I'm pregnant. Right. Um, and the test that I took, uh, cause I, I was on a, t- a time crunch actually, uh-huh. I was about to get on a call with a new client and I was like, I just need to know if I am or not right now. Right. And I grabbed the test and it, was negative. Okay. And I left it on the trash can in the bathroom because I was in a rush and I, I did my call with my client and I come back into the bathroom. And I'm like, Oh, I got to throw that out. I pick it up and it's positive. Mm. I was like, Oh no, this isn't right. So I right. did it again and it was positive right away. Okay. I started getting nervous because I was like, if I'm that early, maybe I'm having twins. Oh no. Right. <laughs> so I, I called my gyno and she's like, 
come in right now. Um, I have an opening. Let's confirm it. And we did okay. a blood test and, and, and a test in the office and it was confirmed. Okay. Um, so, and I was fine up until week seven. Okay. And then the morning sickness, the mm. fatigue, I, I did not know who I was because I'm usually up at five o'clock in the morning, right. wide awake, right. ready to start my day. Right. I wasn't waking up until like eight o'clock, nine okay. o'clock. I couldn't get out of bed. I was so tired, mm-hmm. nauseated, very hard to eat. Um, and probably once, uh, I think once I hit like 10 weeks, I, I woke up and I, I had all this energy. The nausea was gone. I was like, okay, I could deal with this. Right. I like this. This right. is good. Uh, this, <laughs> this is not bad. Yes. Um, hopefully this stays like this. So, um, yeah, it's like you get like your second wind yeah. once you get past that, that first trimester. And I, I just rode the wave. I was like, I'm going to make the most out of this. Uh-huh. And, you know, I was continuing my workouts. Um, I was eating really well. I was seeing, um, a new OB cause my gyno, uh, wasn't an OB. So okay. she, she gave me some referrals, but I, f- I found one that I liked. I did a lot of research on, on this specific doctor and okay. the hospitals in the area. Uh-huh. So I was looking for places that had a low episiotomy rate and a mm-hmm. low, uh, C-section rate. Yep. And I ended up going to Mount Sinai in Manhattan on the, on the West side. Um, they seem to have like rated the best maternity hospital in New York. So okay. I researched their doctors, picked one and, and, um, we connected right away. She seemed really great. I was very upfront with her, um, with my, I don't want to say birth plan, but like birth wishes Sure. and, um, telling her like what I wanted. And she was super respectful and supportive throughout everything. And very, yeah, she was very open about a lot of things too. Um, so I had a good, I had a good OB, um, the whole, the whole pregnancy, um, so good that I decided not to see the other physicians that were on staff Okay. Um, because I was like, no, like I really like her and right. you know, I, 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 I like to like think like the universe always has things in favor. I was like, no, uh-huh. like she's going to deliver my baby. Like this is, I'm putting out in the universe. This is how it's going to work. Right. Didn't work out in the end that way, but, um, she was fantastic throughout my whole pregnancy. I trusted her. Um, you know, and I was very upfront with her on certain things with, you know, the, glucose testing. Uh-huh. I told her right away. I think I, cause I saw her when I was about eight weeks pregnant for uh-huh. our, our first appointment. Uh-huh. And I was like, I'm not drinking the drink. Um, if there's another alternative, I'll do it. Okay. Um, and I also, and what, what was your concern about it? I'm curious. Um, I was concerned with the artificial food coloring in there uh-huh. and what goes in there. And uh-huh. I know, you know, there's limited evidence on it with that being connected with, you know, autism, ADHD and children. So I just like to take all precautions because Uh I was responsible for another human being at this point. So I was like, I'm not going to do it. I'd rather do the finger prick. And from a, and you said, and you told her that at eight, like that early you knew. Yeah. Yeah. I told her, I was like, I'm just, I'm not doing that. I'm I'm doing it this way. Um, and I like that she was on board. She was like, no problem. She's like, we'll do a finger prick test. When the time comes, I'll set you up with an endocrinologist and we'll, we'll get through it. Okay. Um, okay. And I, I love that about her. Um, yeah, that's a good sign. Yeah. It's yeah. hard to find a doctor who supports, you know, a patient's 
wants or wishes. Mm-hmm. Um, cause usually it's like, well, we do it this way. Right. Um, right. so, and I didn't want to just be pushed into one direction, mm-hmm. you know, especially being a first time mom, I mm-hmm. feel like, you know, we just kind of go by what our doctors say and we don't advocate for ourselves. Um, so I really wanted to lay that foundation with her right. up front. Right. And right. with, um, you know, with like the prenatals, I had a very hard time finding a prenatal that wasn't astronomical in vitamin A. Okay. Also constipation that comes with pregnancy. I was like, you don't want to take too much iron. Right. So I kind of concocted, you know, basing off of my own education, mm-hmm. um, being a dietitian. Yeah, I was going to say, you have some knowledge about it. Yeah. You're not just like making it up out of thin air. Yeah. So <laughs> I um, came in with a list of supplements that I was taking to kind of take place of a prenatal. And she's like, well, sounds like you made your own and I'm okay with it. So I was like, all right, I'm like this, this works. Okay. You know, I have my choline, my folate, my vitamin D, my DHA, um, and my magnesium. So, right. and, and I made sure my diet was, was in line with, with everything. Okay. Uh, nutritionally. Gotcha. Gotcha. Awesome. Awesome. So it sounds like you were listened to, respected. She felt like y'all were a team working yeah. together. Yeah. Definitely yeah. felt like a team. It, yeah. it was very comfortable because any questions that I had, I would just also email her through my client portal uh-huh. and she was responsive within a day. Um, and she was just very honest with me with a lot of things. Sure, sure, sure. Now, once you got past the first trimester, and that first trimester tiredness, y'all, is like nothing. I mean, everybody doesn't have it, but if you do have it, it can hit you like, what is going on? I just remember like sitting on the couch, was like, I can't move. I'm just going to sit here because that's all I can do right now. And like you said, all of a sudden things like just get better and then you kind of move on with things. But for the rest of your pregnancy, did you have any issues or concerns or things that came up? No. Uh, my second trimester was so, so easy. Um, aside from every trimester through my pregnancy, I did get sick with something. Okay. So, cause I, I know your, your immune system is a little bit on the low end. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just picking up everything. Okay. Every, but a little cold or yeah. whatever. Okay. I had okay. a sinus infection my first trimester. I had bronchitis my second trimester. Mm. Right before I delivered my daughter, I had another sinus infection. Okay. Okay. So, okay. okay. Other than that, it was pretty, second trimester was super easy. Um, I, even in the first trimester, I mean, that fatigue is just on a whole nother level. And when I look back at that, I'm like, how did I even work out? How did I work? Mm-hmm. Cause I was teaching boxing classes. Mm. I'm also a boxing instructor. Oh, I did not <laughs> know that. Okay. <laughs> so ex boxing fighter. Um, I just teach it now for, for fun. Right. Cause I love the sport. And I just remember being in class. I think I was like nine weeks pregnant at this point. This is like the peak of like the nausea and the uh-huh. fatigue. And I just, I put my mitts down and I told, I told my, my boss, I was like, listen, I'm like, everyone smells like meat right now. <laughs> I'm like, and I can't, I, can't, <laughs> like, I just can't, you right. can smell the metal and the sweat because your, uh-huh. your senses are so heightened. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to throw up. Right, <laughs> right, right. I need to sit and I'm so tired. So he actually had to um, handle the the pad work for me uh-huh. for that class because I was like, I didn't just... tap out. <laughs> but yeah, after that, um, I just remember being in class. Like I, the, the energy that you get in the second trimester is undescribable um, for, for some people, mm-hmm. I think. And mm-hmm. I just remember telling a client, I was like, I'm pregnant and I'm doing this. You need to pick it up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they're, they're like, you're putting me to shame. Right. And I was like. Oh my, like, come on. 
on, you got to, you got to do this. If right. I could do this, I'm like, you could do this. Right. Right. But right. yeah, I, I did my workouts. I go for walks all the time. So I was like very proud of myself. I was getting like 18,000 steps a day. Okay. And then like into my, my third trimester was good. Um, at, I started getting the fatigue again. Mm. It just, it's almost like, it, it's like the third trimester is, a brief summary of what the first trimester is like. Uh-huh. <laughs> not not as bad with the fatigue and the nausea, but it comes back. Um, I remember my third trimester, I think I was 33 weeks pregnant, and I was starting to get really tired again. And I remember going to my, my OB for a one of my follow-ups. And this may be one of the only things that I did not like what she had said to me uh-huh. was to watch my weight. Uh. And I had looked at her and I was like, listen, I'm like, you know, the profession that I'm in, right. you know, how active I am. Right. I'm like, just so you know, I walked 10,000 steps before I got here. Right. I was like, if you didn't, if I wasn't in the profession that I'm in, I mean, what would you say to me? Right. Because right now I can't control the weight that I'm gaining. Right. Right. It's not something that's in my hands. Right. It's, out of, it's out of my hands right. right now. Right. Right. And, um, you know, she told me to watch my carbs and I was like, but I need the B vitamins right now. I was like, so I'm like, I need carbs. I need the energy. I'm growing, I'm growing a human. This right. is like an Olympic sport for me. Right. And she was like, just watch the carbs. You're on the high end of your weight gain. But I was only 20 pounds. By 33 weeks, mm. uh, uh, only gained 20 pounds. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Her concern was she was like, in the third trimester, people slow down uh-huh. and the weight piles on. I was like, you don't know me. I was like, before I stop, I will crawl. <laughs> I'm like, I will keep going. <laughs> so I, I was actually really upset after that visit okay. with her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I feel like a lot of women get a lot of pressure about the pregnancy weight gain yeah. and it can really throw them for a loop. Yeah. And it's, yeah it's not their fault. Yeah. You know, if you're doing all the things yeah, and you're the, just gaining the weight, sometimes there's it, nothing you could do. Yeah. It, it, it definitely happens for some people where they just, you know, I, I don't think it's a good thing to focus on. I just tell people just control what you can eat, what, eat the best that you can move your body and you can't, the rest is out of your control. Exactly. So, so the rest of that, that third trimester, I think I gained like a total of like 60 pounds, not 60, um, 30, Okay. 30, maybe 35 pounds. I saw, I stopped weighing myself after okay. like 36 weeks. Okay. And every time they're like, what's your weight? I was like, still pregnant. Right. <laughs> so. Gotcha. Gotcha. Did you know that 95% of pregnant women are not getting their recommended daily intake of key omega-3s? Enter Ritual, their prenatal contains 350 milligrams of eco-friendly vegan omega-3 DHA in every serving. One of the reasons I like Ritual is that it's a female-founded B Corp, meaning they are holding themselves accountable to not just their company's financial health, but also the health of people and our planet. In addition to those omega-3 DHAs to support baby's brain development, Ritual also has choline and methylated folate to support baby's neural tube development. And the capsules feature a delayed release design to help make it gentle on an empty stomach. 
Why settle for a multivitamin you're not 100% sure about? Ritual was literally built on trust, so you know it's the real deal. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com forward slash Dr. Nicole. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women Prenatal to your subscription today. That's ritual.com forward slash Dr. Nicole for 25% off. So then what did you do to prepare for your birth? Everything. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> I started the minute I found out I was pregnant. Uh-huh. You know, I put a program together for myself. I broke it down, you know, by, by trimester, uh-huh. you know, exercises that I should be doing, uh-huh. um, paying attention to how I felt, uh-huh. um, trying to keep my core strong. I... Uh, made an appointment with a pelvic floor therapist. Okay. I was trying to see them the first trimester. They said, no, wait until the second trimester. So I was trying to be way ahead of the curve. Right. But she was fantastic. Uh, that that was such a great experience. I I, I wish more women could see them more. Mm-hmm. It was so helpful. Mm-hmm. And seeing her actually help with um, like hip pain that you get when you're pregnant uh-huh. and like the, the pubic pain, seeing yeah. her actually help because I kept getting misaligned in my life, in my left hip. Okay. And she... Uh, helped me with my my pelvic floor because it was a hypertonic pelvic floor on one okay. side. Got it. So doing the things to make sure your pelvic my pelvic floor was healthy mm-hmm. um, because I wanted to also reduce risk of tearing. Mm-hmm. I that was such a big fear of mine. Right. So I did that. I kept up with my strength training. I did the pelvic floor therapy. I did the perennial prepping. Okay. That, that was interesting. So I brought my husband with me to that, that appointment uh-huh. <laughs> and she was like, I'm going to show him how to do this for you. And right. he goes, Oh, I was like teamwork. <laughs> I'm like, this is teamwork. Babe. Right. 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 <laughs> so yeah, he was, he, my, my husband's so hands-on, uh-huh. um, w- with our pregnancy. He, he was right. so hands-on. Um, right. he, he made all of the prenatal class appointments. He found a doula, for us, okay. we've interviewed so many doulas uh-huh. and he was there for every single interview. He okay. asked all the questions. I barely right. talked. Right. He asked right. all the questions. Right. Um, and I thought it was so sweet that he, that he did that. And he, yeah. he really, yeah, he, he really went the extra mile nice. um, for that. He made all the Froyo yogurt runs uh-huh. um, at nine o'clock at night. Right. <laughs> I was craving Froyo. <laughs> but yeah, we prepping for, for birth, you know, I, I really treated it as if like, it was like a boxing match for myself. Um, you know, I looked at it as, okay, this is game day. Mm -hmm. This is what I have to do to prep for game day. Mm -hmm. I need to have a strategy, a plan, Mm -hmm. and I need to pivot if it doesn't go my way. Gotcha. So gotcha. I I went in with a flexible strategy because I knew even though I wanted to go a certain way, it might not go that way. Um, and I had like my, I, I did your course. Mm-hmm. I know you had a, a course available, um, you know, setting up your, your birth plan. Uh-huh. And so I, I did all that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm trying to remember how I found you too. I don't remember. I think I Googled it and, and your, um, website came up. Huh. And I, so then I found your Instagram and I was uh-huh. like, Oh, birth plan. Okay. <laughs> so I downloaded that. I did that. And that was so helpful. Um, really great stuff in there that, that I feel like gave me good skills going into the delivery room as well as the prenatal classes that we did. Um, that was really helpful. And I even wanted to go the extra mile because one of my fears was having a C-section. Mm-hmm. I know there's tons of positive C-section stories. Right. 
I was looking for them because I wanted right. to see like both sides right. of, of deliveries, right. um, the, the positive experiences with them, mm-hmm. you know, but a lot of people that I know that have them didn't have a good experience. So gotcha. it scared me still. Gotcha. Gotcha. So my goal was to do as much as I could. So avoid a C-section. Okay. 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 And, uh, yeah, we got the, and that's why I got the, the doula to uh-huh. help, help me advocate for uh-huh. myself uh-huh. just in case. Right. My OB was not on call to deliver my daughter. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, I mean, you really took control of all of the things that you could control to be as prepared as you could. Yeah. 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 From day one, Mm -hmm. I I laid everything out in a notebook. I had had a whole notebook. Right. Um, So I just, I just went in I was like, this is the strategy. This is the game plan. This is game day. Right. Um, I probably should not have been so married to my due date because I'm so sad when she was late. Yeah, Yeah, they, they come when they come and sometimes they're like, I'm going to cook a little bit longer. (laughs) Yeah, she, I think she was just so happy with like the movement happening Uh from all the exercise and how well fed she was. She was like, I like it in here. (laughs) Yes, she wasn't trying to come out. (laughs) Yeah, sometimes I I tell the babies, I'm like, listen, there's, I know it's nice in there, but there's people here on the outside who are waiting for you and ready to love you. And they like, y'all just love it in there. They just love it in there sometimes. (laughs) Yeah, she was so comfortable. I tried everything. Once I hit 36 weeks, I did acupressure, acupuncture. Uh I was going to the nail salon around the corner from my apartment at the time, um, probably every other day for um, a manicure and pedicure because of the massages. Right. And I remember telling the girl, I was like, can you just do it hard? Because I know the pressure point for like labors in the foot. And she was like, no, I'm not allowed. I was like, no, I'm telling you, like, baby's fully cooked. Yes. Like, you could just put an elbow in the foot. Yeah, just, it's just, okay. Let's get it. Yes. <laughs> so they they wouldn't do that, but it was nice to go for a manicure every two days. Right. Yeah, I bet. I bet. I bet. So you said you were worried about or afraid about a C-section and afraid about tearing. Was there anything else you were scared about when thinking about your birth? No. No, I, I went in, I didn't want to go in with the mindset of fear, mm-hmm. um, because I know like fear and the nervous system, they're tightly yeah. interconnected. I didn't mm-hmm. want it to increase pain because yeah. I also wasn't trying to have an epidural. Gotcha. So, you know, I was trying to go in with a different mindset uh-huh. and it, it, it ended up, a lot of things ended up not as planned mm-hmm. except for the vaginal delivery. Okay. Um, so I... When on, on our due date, uh-huh. um, I ate my feelings in a T-bone steak and then I went, <laughs> went for a manicure pedicure later on, hoping I'd wake up the next day and being labored right. didn't happen. Right. And I went for an acupressure massage, um, at a place in Jersey that specializes in inducing labor. Okay. So I went and later on that night I started cramping. Okay. I was like, oh, this is it. Right. Oh, like, this is, this is it. It happened. Right. I, I was so excited because I thought I was going to have to get induced. Mm -hmm. And I, for, for a brief period of time, because I, I, I thought I had to go and get induced. I felt like my body was failing me, Mm. you know, because I envisioned, you know, this is my first pregnancy. Mm -hmm. I I envisioned going into labor on my own. I envisioned the water breaking. Like I just envisioned everything being just so natural and just coming, you know, at, 
in, in a natural way. Right. Um, on, on its own. Right. Everything happening on its own. And I felt like my body was failing me in that sense mm. where I was like, I did all this stuff. Mm-hmm. I exercised. Mm-hmm. I stayed moving. Mm-hmm. I, all the, all the sex your doctor tells you to have, you know, doing everything. I ate a whole pineapple. Right. I, I, I was so upset at this point where okay. I was like, you know, what? I'm going to go for this massage. It's my, it's probably not even going to work. I'm probably just going to have my, my induction on that Sunday, which mm-hmm. was uh, scheduled for the 24th. Okay. And how far was that past your due date? Um, she was due the 18th of July. And this was on the 19th of July that I got that uh, acupressure massage. Okay. 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 And then you were scheduled for the induction then? The, tw- how f- the 24th okay. of July. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it was the day before my husband's birthday. Okay. Oh. <laughs> so yeah, that was the day that my, my OB was going to be on call. And I was like, all right, we could do it that day. Got well, it. At least it's a nice birthday present for my husband. Right. Got it. Got it. So I went and had this massage, got home, started cramping. And I was, I got so excited. I'm like, mm-hmm. this is it. And it was just so drawn out throughout like the next day. Like I couldn't even like walk. Um, like, cause it just, there was so much pressure on my cervix. Uh-huh. I was getting a lot of Braxton Hicks, but I wasn't sure if there were like contractions. Right. So, but I just went about that day as normal. I worked out, which was probably the toughest workout I've ever had just right. because of the uncomfortability. Mm-hmm. I went for a walk and then I remember going for a walk with my husband to go get frozen yogurt. And this is like around 5 30 PM and I had to keep stopping and he's like, are you okay? I was like, I don't know. I'm like, I just can't walk. And I'm like, this is so uncomfortable. And he's like, maybe you should go home. I'm like, I looked at my Fitbit and I was like, no, I still have 4,000 more steps until I hit 10,000. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, but you can't walk. Right. I was like, I'll, I'll make it. Right. I'm like, I'll make it. <laughs> so he's like, he's like, you look like you're in a lot of pain. I'm right. like, it's okay. I just need to take a breather. Let me just sit. Right. So. I actually, I tapped out at that point. I was like, get me home. I'm like, just help me get home. So we got home and I sat on the the big medicine ball and Uh I was doing like the hip movements on Mm -hmm. the ball. And Mm -hmm. I was like, all right, maybe she is coming. And he's like, we don't know. She's going to come when she comes. I'm like, this feels different. I was like, maybe you shouldn't go to work tomorrow. And he's like, let's see how you feel in the morning. So I I was, I was so uncomfortable at that point. I was like, I'm just going to bed. And it was like seven o'clock at night. I'm like, I can't. Right. I woke up at four o'clock in the morning with contractions and I, I woke him up. I was like, you're not going to work today. I was like, <laughs> I'm like, I think she's coming. Right. And he's like, okay. He's like, I'll stay home. So I had an OB appointment that day. Uh-huh. Um, anyway, it, this was a Thursday. Uh, I believe this was the 21st of July and my appointment was at two o'clock and now I'm just waiting around the house, timing the contractions They're about right. 30 minutes apart. Um, and then my husband forgot to count some of the contractions mm-hmm. and I was, we, we walked to CVS and we're walking around and I, I had maybe like six or seven contractions within 15 minutes there. Okay. And I was like, so we're leaving the store. And I was like, did you log those? He goes, no. And I was like, oh no. I was like, I don't know how far apart they are. <laughs> Can we go to the hospital? <laughs> I was like, all right, I, we just have to make it to, to our doctor's office. Right. I'm like, let, let's just head there now. We'll go a little bit early. If I right. go into labor, at least it's, it's in her, in her, in her office. <laughs> so we go and, um, she checks me out and she's like, yeah, she's like, you're in early labor. She's like, do you want to, you know, want to 
a sweep? And I was like, ah, yeah, sure. I was like, let's do it. Right. My husband almost passed out. <laughs> he was like, <laughs> what just happened? <laughs> and um, she goes to me, she's like, all right, what street do you live on? Meanwhile, her office is on 79th Street. Uh-huh. I live on 173rd. Okay. She's like, all right, we're going to have this baby tonight. She was like, how far do you live? I was like, I live about 100 blocks from here. She's like, you're going to walk as far home as possible, have sex, and then I'll see you later. And I was like, okay. oh, I could barely walk here. I was like, you want me to walk home? Right. And she's like, as far as you can. I was like, I'll give you a half a block. <laughs> like, that's not working. <laughs> that's, like, that's, that's all I got in me right now. <laughs> and she was like, all right, let's, let's see how you do. She's like, well, before you go, do you want to do an, um, a non-stress test? And I was like, yeah, why not? I was like, let's, let's do it. Make sh- why not? You know, make sure everything's okay. Uh-huh. Uh, she did a non-stress test on the baby for about 30 minutes. And she came into the room. She was like, I don't like what I'm seeing. Mm. every contraction that I had, the baby's heart rate kept decelerating. Okay. And she was like, give me a second. I need to figure out if I need to send you to L and D right now. She's like, I have to call them. Okay. So 10 minutes later, she walked in and she was like, all right, forget what I said. She's like, you're going to L and D right now. She told my husband, she's like, you go home, get the hospital bag. And she's like, and you, she pointed to me. She's like, you're going to go to L and D. We're having a baby. I was like, am I getting induced? And right. she's like, yep. She's like, we got to get this baby out. I was like, Oh my goodness. Okay. I was like, this is real. I got uh-huh. really stressed out. Uh-huh. I got really scared mm-hmm. because I never thought about the heart rate and sure. contraction. Sure. Sure. And I just remember looking at John. I was like, I'm really hungry. Can we go get tacos? And then drop me off at L and D. Right. So I, we went and got tacos. He <laughs> dropped me off. Um, and he, I think, I I feel like we should have went and got the hospital bag together because once I got to the hospital and it was just me, Mm. because I also called the doula to let her know Uh and she seemed hesitant to come. Um, She was like, okay. She's like, well, it's going to be a little while, you know, before you have the baby takes a while to set up the Pitocin. She's like, you know, I'll get there in a couple hours. And I was like, okay. I was like, well, I don't know what I'm doing. I just go. She's like, yeah, just go. They'll set you up. And I was like, all right. Right. So John goes, get the hospital bag. I go to L and D. They check me in right away. It wasn't even, I didn't have to wait or anything. They're like, all right, let's go. They brought me into the delivery room, Mm -hmm. set me up. Um, they set up the IV in my hand, which really hurt. Mm. And I don't do well with needles. Um, so (laughs) (laughs) I, I'm, I'm, I'm strong and brave in a lot of other areas, but not with needles. Yeah. So, yeah. I can't watch myself get my blood drawn. Like, I just oh, no. I'm, yeah. I, I, I set up with smelling salt right. and a wet rag. Right. And they're like, they're like, you okay? I was like, I don't want to pass out on yeah. you. I was like, because I've scared a few nurses. Right. I was like, I'm right. not trying to scare you. Exactly. exactly. So, you know, so, um, I, she's setting, she's setting up, she puts the needle in my hand and I was like, Ooh, that really hurts. I'm like, can you put that somewhere else? And she's mm-hmm. like, no, she's like, it goes there. And I was like, okay. okay. I was like, I'm like, that was abrupt. Right, um, right. or very like an abrasive comment. Right. And, um, they're, they're doing all the intake forms while they're setting everything up. The OB comes in, who's on call and she introduced herself and she's like, we're going to start the low dose Pitocin. She's like, do you want the epidural now? And I was like, um, 
no, but I would like to share my, my birth wishes with you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, before we get started, I was mm-hmm. like, my, my husband's not here. The doula is not here. I, I would rather wait until everyone's here before right. we begin anything. Right. And she's like, no, you're sent here for an induction. We need to set this up as soon as possible. I was like, this feels very rushed. So I started panicking. Yeah. Um, because I was alone. I was by myself and I was yeah. like, what if they do something that I don't want them to do? And, right. and I feel like I can't speak for myself right now. Right. Like she had right. a very strong demeanor about mm-hmm. herself mm-hmm. and she set the Pitocin up and she left. And then I didn't realize how painful contractions can be with Pitocin. Mm-hmm. I, I was warned through research that I've done. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, you don't realize it until you're going until through you're it. In it. Yeah. So I, didn't want that epidural. I was going to try to hold out without it. And she, uh, you know, she, she set it up. My husband got there about an hour later, an hour okay. and a half later. And they didn't tell me that the, the Pitocin increases every 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was a specific dose. And when I left the OB's office, I was actually two centimeters dilated. Okay. By the time I got to the hospital, I was already four centimeters dilated on my own. Oh, so why didn't they just maybe see what happened? That's what I wanted to do. But because they were concerned about the baby's heart rate, uh-huh. they were like, you're, you're here for an induction. This is why we, we processed you in. And right. like, you're, you have a bed today because you, you right. this is an emergency induction. Right. I was like, okay. Um, so the Pitocin kept increasing and then it started getting so painful to the point where I like, I'm trying to remember everything but I just remember feeling like my back was breaking okay oh god and screaming I I was screaming and I I told my husband I was like please tell him to shut the Pitocin off I can't take it right so he my my husband's very polite very well mannered Mm -hmm. and you know he asked the doctor like can you please like she's in a lot of pain Uh, he even said he's like I'm scared Um, and she was like no I can't shut it off so he comes back in and and it just kept intensifying and it literally just felt like vertebrae by vertebrae was just snapping. And I was begging her. I was like, please shut this off. Give me a minute to breathe. Right. Instead they put an oxygen mask on me and kept the Pitocin on. Um, then my husband actually got upset and yelled at the doctor and was like, you need to shut that off right now. So I could talk to her about the epidural. Let me talk to her. So the doctor comes in and she's like, you know, I don't understand why you won't get the epidural. And I just looked at her. Girl, you, I mean, you make me want to fight right now. I, mean, <laughs> I, just... I looked at her. I, I was crying so hard. I had snot running down my right, face. Right. And I just remember, I just looked at her and I was like, and I, I cursed at her. I was like, shut yeah, the effing yeah. Pitocin off right now. Right. I was like, right. so I said I cursed, what I said. Like, And so she did it. She right. did it, and the anesthesiologist came in, and he explained that epidural to me, and, like, I felt like, in a sense, I was raising, like, a white flag, like, okay, like, I give up, right. like, I'm not going to fight anymore, so I was actually upset about that, because my yeah. my thought process on getting that epidural was, I'll get it if I, my labor stops progressing, and I need to relax, mm-hmm. you know, that, mm-hmm. that was the condition mm-hmm. that I gave myself, and that right. I also discussed with my obstetrician. Hey, so you made it this far in the episode, and I'm thinking it's because you enjoyed this podcast. Well, if that's the case, then I have a favor to ask. 
Creating and producing the All About Pregnancy and Birth podcast has been one of the greatest joys of my life. I'm so grateful to have each and every one of you on this journey with me. Your support and engagement means the world to me, and it's what helps keep this podcast going. But here's the thing. Producing a podcast involves time, effort, and resources from recording equipment to an editor, hosting fees, coordinating guests, countless hours spent researching and crafting content. It all adds up. And that's where I could use your support. I've never wanted to turn all about pregnancy and birth into a paywall. I want it to remain accessible to everyone. That's why I've set up a way for you to support the show financially if you're able and willing. If this podcast has helped you during your pregnancy, your birth, or your life, I'm asking you to consider contributing to the show. Your support will help cover production and team costs and ensure that I can continue delivering the episodes you love. So in the month of March, head to drnicolerankins.com forward slash support and contribute whatever you can. Your support, no matter how big or small, makes a significant impact. It helps us continue delivering high quality content and ensures the future of all about pregnancy and birth. Again, that's drnicolerankins.com forward slash support. Thank you so much for being part of the All About Pregnancy and Birth community. Now back to the show. So the anesthesiologist came in, he did the epidural, and now everything I want to do birth-wise, birthing position, mm-hmm. out the window. Um, and I'm sorry, let me back up. Did they, did they offer you any like IV pain medication or anything? No, nothing. Just, it was epidural or nothing. Mm-hmm. And I was in so much pain that I forgot to ask about the laughing gas. Right. So, because I, mean, I researched you, all the options. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And then was your doula there? Like, when did your doula get there? She got there around, I'm going to say, I, I got checked in around 530. Uh-huh. She got there around 930. Okay. She got there around 930 because my husband called her and was like, you know, she's in a lot of pain. Like, can you please yeah. come here? Right. And yeah, she, she got there at, at like around 10 o'clock. Um, I'm already like doped up on that epidural. Mm. <laughs> like, I'm just, okay. I, I'm stewing in my feelings at this moment sure. where I was just, I was very upset. Sure. I couldn't feel my legs. Right. Um, I was actually like borderline panicking because yeah. I couldn't feel my leg. Yeah. It, 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 you bring up a really good point. Like for some people it's really, um, I don't know how to describe it. It's like you're disassociated from your body because you know it's there, but you can't feel it. And that can be a very uncomfortable feeling. Yes. And then they put the, um, I believe, was it the, the catheter in your bladder? Mm-hmm. That's one of the things I did not want. Okay. Um, I wanted to be mobile and walk around. Sure. And I sure. was so worried about getting like an infection with the catheter. Right. Like all these things were going through my head. Um, so much anxiety was coming to the surface. Yeah. And um, I just remember crying to my husband saying like, you know, I did all this stuff. I was like, and I still ended up with the epidural right. and with tubes attached to me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and I can't move. I can't birth in the position that I wanted to. Right. I feel like that was taken away from me. Mm-hmm. And, and the nurses kept like running in like every hour because as the contractions were getting more intense, the baby's heart rate kept decelerating even more. Okay. So now I start hearing C-section right. and I'm like, no, right. I was like, absolutely not. I'm like, no, right. I'm like, I'm going to have this baby vaginally. Right. Right. So 
after flipping me, you know, right and left, I couldn't lay on my back mm -hmm. um, because that made the contractions decel even more. If I laid, if I laid on my left, deceleration even more. I had to only lay on my right side. Mm -hmm. And if I breathed through contractions and actually pushed my stomach out based off, off of what I was seeing on the monitor, mm -hmm. her heart rate stayed normal. Okay. So I didn't sleep because I was like, I'm not having a C-section. I'm going to stay up and I'm going to breathe through every single contraction here. Mm -hmm. I'm going to not take my eyes off that monitor and I'm going to keep her heart rate steady. So that's what I did. And was, it, and was the Pitocin still on? Yep. Pitocin was still on. Okay. It was still on. Um, and then around, I think right after I got the epidural too, um, and this is when the, the, the doula was here at this point, the doctor came in and she was like, okay, time to break your water. And I was like, you're not breaking my water. Right. And she's like, this is the process of an induction. I was like, no, because my water could break as I push. Right. I was like, you're not, you're not breaking it. I'm right. sorry. Right. She's like, we need to get the baby out. I was like, I'm sorry. Is this bed being rented soon? Right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so she looked at me <laughs> and my husband just put his hands in his face. Right. And the doula just stared at me. And I was like, no, really? I was like, I feel so rushed here. I'm like, right. I can't rush this. I right. was like, I'm having a baby. Right. I can't rush this. Right. I'm like, you want to do all the things within five minutes? I was like, I'm scared. Right. I'm nervous. Right. You put a catheter to me. I'm cranky right. and I'm tired. Right. And um, she's like, well, I'm going to have to break it at some point. I was like, can you come back later? And I looked at the doula and she was like, yeah, she, you can ask her to come back later. And I'm thinking, I'm like, yo, I'm like, can you, can you like get in my corner right, right. now and be right. like, go away? Yeah. Like, say something. Yes. So... I feel like my husband had more input than her mm -hmm. and he was more of a doula. He was a fantastic doula. Mm -hmm. Um, so, uh, she was like, okay, I'll come back. Tell me when I'm like, I don't know, like much later. I'm like, come right. back much later. So she came back three hours later. Then and do she's you think, like, okay. Me, do you think if she would have come in and she would have sat down and said like, okay, here are the things that we can do here, are the risk, the benefits here and presented it more of as a discussion and an option that it could have like changed the energy around things. Do you think that that's fair to say? I think that's really fair to say. I think that's so fair to say because her, her method was, this is what we're doing. Mm -hmm. And I think when you're two people that have two different plans to get to the same death, destination, mm -hmm. you know, you're like, whoa, hold up. Wait right, a minute. Right. Um, right. I think she was trying to go the shortcut and I was just trying to stay the course. Right. Um, and yeah, she, she came back in and she's like, did you decide when I could break your water? And I was like, well, you're going to keep bothering me. So go ahead. And she broke it. And she's like, this is going to speed everything up so much faster. I was like, I doubt it, but thank you. Right. And she, she left and my labor stalled and I didn't dilate. I stopped dilating. Um, how far long, how far, far were you? Do you remember? I was about six centimeters okay. dilated. Okay. And I mean, everything was going smoothly on my own mm -hmm. and until she broke that water. And then I think it was like five o'clock in the morning. They uh -huh. came in and they're like, like the nurse came in she's like, we're going to do an amnio fusion. I was like, what is that? Right. I was like, 
that doesn't sound nice. And she's like, we're going to put water back into the sack. And I lost my mind. Um, I probably called the doctor every name in the book. I told her she was wrong. And I told her that she should have just listened to me. I didn't have to go through this. This is another expense that I'm going to be billed for. Oh, you went, you went all in. Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I I was very upset because I felt like everything was getting ripped away from me that I wanted to do. And that I planned to do, um, I felt less of a human and Mm. more of just a number on her induction ticket. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and I think that upset me the most. I, I didn't, I wasn't treated like a human being gotcha. to her. Right. So right. yeah, so they did the amnio fusion and then I was just really in my feelings at that point. And, um, thankfully, uh, I think it was like around seven o'clock in the morning, they did a switch of staff and I got a new OB okay. who was definitely a ray of sunshine. Mm. Um, so everything started to turn around and be a lot less complicated um, once she got there and mm-hmm. she introduced herself and she let me know that, you know, she knows what was going on and that she's going to try to be as supportive as possible. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, that was very soothing. Yeah. I think, you know, like I, I remember looking at my husband and I was like, Oh, thank God. Right. Oh my, thank God. Right. I was like, I feel so much better. Right. And then once that happened, mm-hmm. labor started picking back up again. Mm-hmm. I started dilating again. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I, I feel like the, the energy and the demeanor of providers is like super important mm-hmm. on the stress of the mom, yeah. you know, yeah. like I, I feel like I was just so scared at that right. point. Like just everything stopped. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I was also so hungry. They wouldn't feed me. So I had to sneak snacks in there, too. Yeah. I, I, uh, <laughs> I wish we wouldn't do that. But <laughs> that unfortunately happens, too. Yeah. 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 She actually scolded me because she caught me eating a granola bar. She's right. like, you can't eat. And I was like, I'm hungry. I'm Excuse me. Yes. yes. <laughs> so every time someone would come in, I would like hide <laughs> something behind my pillow. Right, right. <laughs> I was like, I throwing um, a protein bar at my husband. I was like, right. catch this. Right. They're coming right. in. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, then, um, they kept checking me and I was dilating and, um, I think by the time I got to, I was about nine and a half centimeters mm-hmm. dilated. And at this point I felt like I was playing host with my doula. Um, so she, she was just like, I remember she looked at her watch and she was like, we're probably going to be here for a few more hours. I don't think the baby's going to come anytime soon. Do you mind if I go to walk my dog? I was like, do you want to go walk your dog? Right. <laughs> I was like, what? Right. And my husband had left the room to go give our house keys to my dad uh-huh. so he could take care of our dog. Right. And um, I was like, uh, you, you're going to go walk your dog. And she lives in Brooklyn. So, and now I'm in Manhattan and it's, it's Friday traffic yeah. city right. at that point. Right. I was like, yeah, you're not, you're not coming back. I was like, okay. I was like, yeah, go, go walk your dog. And she was like, yeah, by the time you'll be here, by the time I get back, you'll probably be ready to push. I was like, I'm nine and a half centimeters dilated, but I don't know anything. This is my first rodeo. I'm like, so I was like, okay, see you later. She leaves. The doctor comes in and she's like, all right, let's check you. And I was like, oh, it's probably still nine and a half. And she's like, "Mm, actually, she's like, if I push this in. And she pushed my cervix in. And she's Mm. like, you're 10, time to push. I was like, the doula just left. I was like. Uh, can we wait? She's like, no, the baby needs to come out because 
probably about 10 minutes before, no, 30 minutes before this happened, the the baby's heart rate decelerated to actually a very dangerous level. And probably about seven nurses ran in Mm -hmm. and they were, they were talking like I wasn't even there. They were like, should we, the OR, like, do, do we prep it? Like, I was like, excuse me. Explain to me what's going on. (laughs) I'm like, I was like, her heart rate's fine. Right. It's okay. Right. They're like, no, it dropped below uh, a certain point, right. and this is where we have to worry. So that's when the doctor came in. She's like, are you nine and a half? Let me come back in a little bit. And then when she came back in, within the 30 minutes, she pushed it. Right. And she was like, you're a 10. Right. Baby's coming out right now. We're right. going to start pushing. Right. And my husband had just walked back in the room. I was like, it's time. I'm like, baby's coming. And he was like, where's the doula? I was like, she went to go walk her dog. Right. I was like, she's walking her dog. I'm like, she'll be back later. And he was like, she wants to go, what? I was like, yeah. I was like, it's fine. I was like, it, it's okay. I'm like, right. we, we don't need her. I'm like, we, we definitely don't need her. We, right. we got this. And he was like, no, we got this. I was like, we got this. And I'm like crying. And I was like, we don't got this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm panicking at this point. Right. And the doctor was like, it's okay. Relax. I was like, please don't let my butt rip. Yeah. Please. Yes. <laughs> and she, <laughs> And she's like, okay, that's the goal. I was like, I don't want an episiotomy though. I was like, please don't cut me. Right. I'm like, don't cut me anywhere. Right. And she's like, we, all right, so here's the goal. Baby's going to come out and we're not going to rip. I was like, okay, all right, all right, we can do this. And I just remember I was just shaking. <laughs> just shaking. I was like, I don't think I can do this. Right. Um, yeah. Then we, we pushed, um, uh, probably about like 12 pushes and she was out. No, that's not long at all. No, mm-hmm. no. She was, she, she was out real quick okay. and it was the coolest feeling in the whole world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, my mind was blown. You just see your stomach deflate right, and you just right. feel this pressure release. Right. And it, I was like, Whoa. And my husband's like, recording the whole thing right. I'm like what are you doing he's like this is so cool <laughs> he's like do you want to see I'm right. like no I'm living it <laughs> oh and did they do skin to skin contact and things like that we did okay. yeah yeah as soon as she came out uh they put her right on my chest mm-hmm. um and it, it was just so magical yeah. it was so magical yeah. her eyes were wide open right right uh, super observant right so we right. did skin to skin, me and her, mm-hmm. um, my husband and her. And it was, it, it was just so wonderful. Nice. Nice. Did they do delay cord clamping also? They did. Okay. Yes, okay. they did. Yeah. Um, for a while, they left the cord on while she was stitching me up. Okay. So, okay. Oh, so yeah. you did have a tear. I had a tear, not in the perennial, but everywhere else. Okay. <laughs> so, um, which I did not expect. Um, that was, you know, she was like, good news your butt did not rip. Right. I was like, yes. She was like, but you do have some, you do have some tears. It was mostly inner and okay. then on the labia. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you have tears inside the vagina. So you can look outside and you may not see a whole lot, but inside there can sometimes be some tears. Yeah. 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 She, she tore me from the inside out. Okay. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> but she's so cute though. I'm sure. Oh yeah. No, she, she's so Absolutely cute. Sometimes perfect. I'm like, I'm like, how did I make you? Yeah. I'm like, how is this yeah. even possible? <laughs> and then did you breastfeed? I tried. So we tried in the hospital. Mm-hmm. She latched right away. Okay. Um, as soon as we gave birth, she latched right away without a problem. Too. Okay. Um, so they didn't have to call a lactation consultant. Right. Um, and then the two days that we were in the hospital, um, that I was breastfeeding, I didn't realize that she was latching wrong. So. Uh. We, 
Yeah, my nipple started to bleed. Okay. So I actually was trying to do the nipple shield that they were showing me, uh-huh. but they only showed me two positions to hold her, which were uncomfortable from where I tore because I couldn't sit. Uh, okay. And I was like, but what if I lay on my side? And they're like, no, no, you got to do it like this. I was like, okay, this isn't working. Right. I was like, I, I don't know how this is going to work right. because my vagina really hurts right now. Gotcha. I was like, and I can't focus. Right. Right. So that was difficult. And then she ended up getting thrush. Okay. And I was like, your mouth is not going on me. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a month long process okay. for her thrush. Okay. But I, I tried pumping, but uh-huh. I tried to pump. Um, but that was short lived. Um, it, it was a lot. It was very difficult. It is a lot. I couldn't yeah. bond with her the way I wanted to mm-hmm. with how often they feed right at first. Mm-hmm. So I would, I would feed her with the formula and with the bottle um, or with breast milk mm-hmm. and then I would have to go and pump right away. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I couldn't, I felt like I couldn't like spend time with her. Sure. Um, it was so demanding mentally right. um, that I, I did it for four weeks and I was like, you know what? I'm like, I, I don't think this is mentally right for me yeah. because I am not spending time with her and yeah. I want to spend time with her and I want to sure. feel a connection with Absolutely. her. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And then did you see the pelvic physical therapist postpartum? I did. Okay. I did. I saw her after my six week checkup. Okay. Um, and I did a couple sessions with her and she said that everything was looking great. Um, pelvic floor, uh, was strong mm-hmm. surprisingly right after birth. And then as a trainer, I already started, um, rehab for my core and to heal the gap that I did get from pregnancy. Uh-huh. So that was, almost closed by the time I did see her. Um, so she was like, just keep doing what you're doing. She's like, that's working. Okay. Awesome. So overall then how do you feel about your birth experience and postpartum? I feel like it was a roller coaster. My, Mm -hmm. my pregnancy was fantastic. Mm -hmm. I I can't really complain about it besides the swelling that I had, um, towards the end, the uncomfortability, but pregnancy was easy. Labor was, (laughs) that was, hard mm-hmm. um that was tough birth itself was easy that mm-hmm. that was easy for me right. uh, pushing her out and right. having my husband there that 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 was an easy part I think the hardest part out of all of it was the postpartum phase mm-hmm. I did so much to prepare for birth mm-hmm. and to have a strong pregnancy and as far as like postpartum things that I prepared for were like making sure like I was nutritionally adequate. Right. You know, I wanted to make sure that I was eating the right foods to heal well. Right. And I had a whole system in place food wise, uh, postpartum, but I didn't realize the mental impact it would have on me. Sure. Um, you know, I, I come from running my own business. Mm-hmm. I don't have to depend on anybody. Mm-hmm. I would always just depend on myself. Right. And right. I didn't know that was a factor for, you know, being so type A was a, a mm-hmm. huge factor for postpartum depression. Mm-hmm. And I remember being at my, my OB follow-up at my six week appointment and I unloaded on her Mm. and she was like, you need help. She was like, you need to see somebody. And I I got hit with postpartum depression really hard. And like, I remember telling her, I'm like, my life is not bad. I was like, I have a wonderful husband, a beautiful baby. I I have a job. I'm like, I don't understand why I'm so sad right now. I'm like, and it's debilitating. And she's like, it's not your fault. Yeah. It's your hormones. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, 
it gets better down the road. She's like, but you should see somebody. Yeah. And that was a whole nother fight in itself. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to get the postpartum care mm-hmm. in line. Mm-hmm. I had to wait three months to see a therapist. Oh my God. Yeah. Okay. So um, I had to wait three months and I, I was scared for like myself, you know, sure. where I, I thought about, you know, going to the hospital, check myself into the hospital right. because like, I wasn't sure, like, am I safe to be around myself? Right. You know, I, I knew I would never do anything to my kid, right. but I wasn't sure. Like, you know, stepping out in traffic seems a lot easier, <laughs> you know, in the moment. Right. 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 And I just remember like when I had that, that moment, like, I just remember crying to my husband. I'm like, I, I need to see somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, so I made an appointment with this therapist and they were booked until November. And this was in September when I called them. Mm -hmm. And when I got to the appointment, she told me she wasn't taking on new clients. Oh my God. Yeah. So she wanted to just give me medication and send me on my way and probably, you know, she's like, I could link you up with someone else. She's like, but yeah, you do need help, but I'm not taking on anybody. And I'm like, I can't take medication, you know, without the guidance of someone. Sure. Yeah. I don't feel comfortable doing that. Uh, yeah. Uh, so that was tough, you know, going through all that and really trying to hold myself above water mm-hmm. and, and be there and try to survive that mm-hmm. essentially on my own. Right. You know, and I, I like that I was in like a mom group with other moms who uh-huh. had babies in July right. that I found on Facebook. Oh, that's nice. That was very helpful. Uh-huh. It, it was really helpful um, to talk with them and kind of have like that little village, even though it was like virtually, mm-hmm. we were all in the same boat mm-hmm. and a lot of us were going through the same thing. And I finally saw a therapist at the end of December, you know, but we weren't a good fit when, you know, he has no kids. Mm, okay. Yeah. Right. Doesn't know what it's like right. marriage, right. all that. Right. And I told him, I was like, I think you're great. I'm like, but we're not a good fit. Right. I, you can't be a provider for me. I'm right. sorry. Right. And then they told me that they have someone new coming on in the spring. I was like, I can't wait. Right. I was like, I need help now. Right. So I, I ended up paying out of pocket um, for a therapist briefly. And that was very helpful. I needed that. Mm -hmm. And that, that kind of helped me kind of pull me through that last bit of postpartum depression. Gotcha. 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 Okay. Did you ever start on medicine or did therapy once you got therapy that finally helped? Therapy helped a lot. Talking about it helped a lot. Mm -hmm. And, and I'm, I I wanted to try the talk first approach before taking medication, but I was open to it. I was definitely open to it. Yeah, absolutely. So, because I think medication is really important, especially, you know, if if talking doesn't help. Yeah, but you want to start with with, with talking first for sure. Yeah. And then did did the doula ever show back up? Like, did she ever, (laughs) like, (laughs) what happened with her? She showed up. um, (laughs) I was so, I was I was such a cranky lady right. <laughs> when she showed up. I was like, I don't, she's like, Oh, we have our postpartum visit. And I was just like, Oh God. I'm like, I don't want to host you. I was right. like, you left to go walk your dog. Right. I'm like, I don't want you in my house. Right. But you know, my husband always tells me you got to take the high road. Okay. He's like, we got to be nice. Amber. Right. <laughs> and I was like, I'm like, all right, fine. You know, she came over. She, okay. you know, um, she spent about like an hour at the house and it was just such a long hour. I was like, please leave. <laughs> I was okay. like, you could go. Okay. But I mean, I, you know, I just, she was like, how are you doing? I'm like, I'm doing, 
doing good. Everything's great. It is so fantastic. And, you know, I try to keep it as short as possible. Uh, I made her a coffee and, um, you know, I just sent her on her way. Okay. 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 All right. Well, that's that. So then as we wrap up then, what is your uh, one favorite piece of advice that you would give to someone who's expecting a baby? My favorite piece of advice, I would say, have a strategy, but roll with the punches. Mm -hmm. Just roll with it, go with the flow. And if it doesn't feel right to you, stand up for yourself, Um, you know, because you, you are your best advocate. And if it doesn't sit well with your gut, you need to speak up. Absolutely. Absolutely. So where can people connect with you if they want to connect with you and what you do? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I, I am a registered dietitian uh-huh. and personal trainer. I do work in the maternal space. Okay. I work with, with pregnant women on staying strong throughout pregnancy and with their nutrition. I also work on postpartum recovery through fitness and nutrition. Um, and then it, you can find me on Instagram. It's underscore naked wellness underscore. Okay. All right. And we will link that in the show notes. Well, thank you so much, Amber, for agreeing to come onto the podcast. Uh, I'm really glad you got to share your story, even though things didn't go exactly as anticipated. People need to hear all of the things that are possible. And I just know that this is going to be helpful for someone. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Wasn't that a great story? I love how Amber was really confident in advocating for herself and really prepared and did all of the things that she could do in order to have the best birth experience and control all of the things that she could control. Now, you know, after every episode, when I have a guest on, I do something called Dr. Nicole's Notes, which are my top takeaways from my conversation. So here are my Dr. Nicole's Notes from my conversation with Amber. Number one, We do a terrible job of having patience with the labor and birth process in the hospital. Like that's just something we're not great at. That's why I tell people to stay at home as long as you can, because it's like, we can't help but do something when people get to the hospital. And I say all that to say that they absolutely could have waited until her husband came in order to get things started with the induction. Like she was there, she was on the monitor, they were looking at things, they could see if the baby was in any sort of distress and intervene if needed. It really wasn't necessary to suddenly rush and push her and not give her the opportunity to wait for her husband to come. Sometimes you just have to slow things down and say, you know, is there a problem with me waiting? Is it bad to wait? There are rarely true, true emergencies, like rip the cord out of the wall emergencies in obstetrics. People sometimes think it's an emergency. It may be urgent and things may need to happen quickly, but true emergencies are like, we are running, you know, it's an emergency. So you generally always have some time to wait. So feel comfortable saying, Hey, you know what? I'm just going to wait. Give me a second to think about it. I want my husband to be here. Those kinds of things. You absolutely deserve that time. Okay, number two, she talked a bit about how she got some virtual support to help her um, during her postpartum period, especially. And that can be really important. Like the internets can be crazy spaces, but it can also be a place to really connect with people and get support that you need. That's the community I've created in my Facebook group, the All About Pregnancy and Birth Inner Circle community. If you have not joined, definitely come join. It's a really supportive, open place. You can ask questions. I do Q and A's there. Um, Just search Dr. Nicole Rankins on Facebook. And I think it's facebook.com slash group slash Dr. Nicole Rankins. We'll link it up in the show notes, but definitely come join us in that virtual community there. 
Okay, next up is the two are kind of related. Uh, pregnancy is not a disease. I loved how Amber was able to stay active during her pregnancy. Now you may not be boxing like she was, but you can move your body during your pregnancy, going for walks, doing prenatal yoga. There are so many like YouTube videos with free prenatal. Sarah Beth yoga is one that I used to, um, like, so you can keep your body active and that may help you with your weight during pregnancy. Now, don't throw things at me. I'm not saying that you have to be like obsessive about your weight, but it's just another way to help um, help you stay in the healthiest way possible is moving your body. And actually, I never focused on weight people's weight gain during pregnancy because there are some people who, no matter what they do, they're gonna gain 50 pounds. Like they can, they, they just gain 50 pounds or some people who don't necessarily gain as much. And, you know, I shouldn't say like we, I completely ignored it or anything like that, but what I would focus on telling people to do is control the things that they can control. So if you're eating healthy, if you're moving your body, do not obsess about the numbers on the scale. Feel free to say like, I'm not going to get on the scale. If you don't want to get on the scale, because that, that one number isn't always indicative and it's not the best indicator really of your health and well-being during pregnancy. Just control the things you can control. Eat the healthiest diet you can, um, move your body and, and do your best in that area. And speaking of control, what you can control, another thing that you can absolutely control is how educated you are going into your birth. This is so, so important. Uh, everybody needs to do childbirth education. It's really one of the big things that helps you be prepared and helps you advocate for yourself. It helps to reduce that fear. Fear can stop birth. And I, and I mean that for real. Like I, I've seen situations where people are so scared being in the hospital it will stop birth actually outside of humans, mammals in general, if they get scared during labor, their labor will stop. We have that same thing that happens to us. If we get really, really scared, it just stops the labor process because you're like in that fight or flight response of trying to like preserve yourself. So helping to reduce that fear is, um, education is an important part of that. And that's why I would love to see you in my birth plan class, make a birth plan the right way. It's a great place for you to get started in order to get that information that you need to really be prepared and advocate for yourself during your pregnancy. That's drnicolerankins.com forward slash birth plan. And it's happening live on August 29th. All right. So there you have it. Do me a solid. Share this podcast with a friend. Sharing is caring. It helps me to reach and serve more pregnant folks. I just, that's just my like heart, soul, and passion. And I want to reach like millions. Yes. There are 4 million people that have a baby in the U S each year. I want to reach at least half of them, four million, two million people. Okay. 2 million people with my podcast. I want to reach every, um, every, every episode. Let's, let's just go for it. Let's just go for it. And I would love your help in doing that. Also be sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening to me right now and leave me an honest review an Apple podcast or shoot me a DM on Instagram. I'm on Instagram at Dr. Nicole Rankins. I'd love to hear what you think about the show, love show suggestions, all of that good, great stuff. So that's it for this episode. Do come on back next week and remember that you deserve a beautiful pregnancy and birth. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. 
that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.